Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Movie Pit. I am your host, Christian Renteria, and this is will begin... Uh, basically my movie reaction thoughts. I don't know what to call it yet, really. I'll be figuring that out. I'm open to suggestions, but but I'm going to start doing this. Uh, I've been talking about doing this for a couple years now. I've done it sporadically, like once or twice a year, but I I hope to do this more frequently and not just with new movies coming out in theaters, uh, but also on streaming and knowing myself, I don't want to do these. I I don't want these to be too long. I don't want to do these too long. So these will really be kind of quick and dirty podcasts, hopefully, you know, depending on the movie, obviously. Uh, I'm going to play around um, with making stuff spoiler-filled or not, so bear with me on that. There will probably be things or movies where I do go full into spoilers. There will be movies where I don't want to spoil anything. With this movie in particular that we'll be talking about today, I am going to go a little bit into spoiler territory. Uh, So here's your spoiler warning for that. Uh, So let's begin this series. Uh, It wouldn't be the start of the new year. And the beginning of January without some sort of subpar horror movie coming out. And this year, it belongs to the first of many team-ups between Blumhouse Production and Atomic Monsters in Night Swim. It's also another feature-length adaptation of a horror short to be done by the director of said horror short. In this case, uh, Bryce McGuire, who wrote the short and co-directed the short with Rob Blackhurst. Uh, he goes, it's, he does it solo here, writing and directing the movie. Cast-wise, you got two heavy hitters with Wyatt Russell, obviously, uh, doing the rounds with uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters right now on Apple TV. And Kelly Condon, who is coming off uh, her Oscar performance in The Banshees of Ear Sheeran. Uh, they play a husband and wife who move with their kids, Elliot and Izzy, into their new home to start a new life. But alas, their happiness is cut short as the mysterious pool in their new home begins to haunt them. And I say haunt them because it only does it when they're in the pool. That is until the very end of the movie, the final act, where it conveniently doesn't need the pool anymore. And then it becomes a body possession movie uh, at that point because the water takes over Wyatt Russell's body. Because why would you stay in the pool the entire time, right? Uh, I made a half joke, <laughs> a half joke on Twitter saying, because I'm still calling it Twitter, I don't care what he wants me to call it, uh, saying that this movie looks like the Amityville Horror but with a pool. And kinda, sort of true, but not really, but kinda. Because we get a sort of explanation of what's going on. And I say sort of because it, they don't really go fully into it. And because of that, it's just like an eh, explanation. So the uh, before we, I'm not going to go beat by beat on the movie, but the movie does open with a little girl who notices a toy boat in the pool. And it belongs to her brother who we see is sick because he has machines stuck to him in his room. So she goes to get it and uses the leaf cleaner. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't own a pool. I don't know if that's what you call it. Uh, but, and we see, you know, she is struggling to get it and they, the toy gets closer and closer to the deep end of the pool and something pulls her in and takes her away. And we find out later that the pool has water that came from a spring 
or is connected to a spring, that part's not always really entirely clear. But the water, regardless, in the pool is enchanted in some way. And it and what it does is it grants someone what they desire, but of course it acquires a sacrifice to fulfill that desire. It's basically almost, I, it, this is the nerdiest way I can put it. Uh, it's like the soul stone in the MCU, a soul for a soul. That's, uh, that's kind of what it, it feels like. So yes, this little girl was sacrificed by her own mother, who according to her, when uh, Kelly Condon's character ends up going uh, and finds her uh, and goes to talk to her, she doesn't acknowledge her daughter, by the way, until Condon pushes it. But according to her, the mother, uh, she was controlled by the water. Uh, because the son was sick and the son of course became completely healthy afterwards that was what she desired she wanted her son to be healthy and she traded one um one of her children for another child for another child so there was that and then there's also a portal in the deep end of the pool that opens up and leads to this underwater dimension um i guess the best way to put it is like an underwater the further from the insidious movies if that's really how you want to maybe put it there's spirits in there um and all of them are evil for some reason i don't know why they're all evil the only one that's not evil is the little girl who we see again uh, and she helps out um the characters that end up going in there uh there is one entity in there that maybe is the leader um he's like this bloated kind of guy and in the movie when kelly Condon, of course is doing her research she she see uh, she sees just how many people have been taken by the pool or the pool water whatever this uh thing ends up being and she sees a majority of them and pretty much all of them that they show very quickly in there as well uh but yeah there is that and and as for the big bloated uh, entity that we see we see him like two or three times but that's pretty pretty much it he's, he's not he's not really a threat there really is no threat other than the the pull and then why russell at the end i don't know there's just not really like a there's not one particular thing where like that's that's the bad that's the bad guy in the movie um the cast is what keeps the movie afloat i guess pun somewhat intended i needed some sort of swimming pun in here uh, but condon is doing most of the heavy lifting as she eventually figures out something is off uh russell uh is at a certain point because if because so when they're looking for the house uh russell sees the house and he accidentally falls into the pool and it shows him kind of a little bit of the future and i'll get into that in a second um not the future but something kind of what he desires basically and he's and, and at that point we can assume that he's been affected by the pool so when condon is like you know let's get out of here russell's like no no it's a new house it's just nerves everything's fine so russell uh he plays you know, his character is a baseball player who has a condition i think they said it was ms but it's obviously the condition that uh, affects his nervous system so they're, when they're looking for a house they're looking for a house with like a single floor and they see a house at the beginning it's like close to like the hospital wherever and he mentions that he doesn't want to live there because it'll feel like a prison. So when they find this other house that they kind of just see when they're driving by, they see the pool. He's like, you know, this is a home for us. And he sees the pool and obviously he gets affected by the pool and he wants to stay there. So when the water starts to heal him, because that is what it does, uh, he and then, you know, he becomes the possessed guy in the big, at the end of the movie with like black veins in his neck and all around his body, kind of looking like radiation poisoning more than anything. But then he has like these 
black sunken eyes a little bit and his eyes are a different color it's just kind of an uninspired look and i i mean i don't know what to expect from this because obviously i was looking more for toward a a demon haunting them or a you know the pool haunting them and then it becomes this body possession movie i don't know anyway that's that's kind of what's going on with them uh the kids are okay the kid actors in the movie nothing against the actors themselves they just aren't really given enough to do and if it followed the kids a little bit more which it kind of looks like because the movie does kind of toy around with who they're following we follow the kids a little bit and then we follow condon a little bit and then you know russell kind of gets you know the you know since he's infected we don't get a lot of infected scenes with him not really i mean there's a scene that's kind of briefly teased in the trailers where he's like in the shower and we see that and that's more near toward the end but a lot of it is Condon and a lot of it is the kids as well, each getting their own, you know, moments uh, of getting haunted or attacked uh, by the pool spirits. Again, I don't know what to call them. Um, but there is a scene where they come together, which I kind of really wanted more. I think this was a very missed opportunity. I don't know, maybe something was cut, but I really wanted more of this. So there's a scene where they come together and they believe each other. So this is after they've both been haunted and they just agree not to say anything to their parents because their parents are happy and in a line and in a line that is in every haunted house movie they say who would believe us i think it's the daughter i think it's izzy who says who would believe us and it's like yeah but like and i wanted more of that because we already know that the mom is already at that point the mom is already expecting she's had her own experience and she's trying you know to figure out everything and, and there's a point where she's trying to get everybody out of the house and i wish there was a scene between her and the kids when they're getting ready it's like we gotta leave there's something off at the pool there's something off at this house and the kids could be like yeah okay it could have been very quick but instead we just it's just like her and russell like in the going to the car and the kids are already in the car we don't have that scene so i kind of wish there was a little bit more of that on top of all of this the movie's not that scary the marco polo scene which you know is what the movie was sold on the trailers it plays out exactly like it's shown in in the trailers besides the spirits showing up in the outer water dimension there's kind of like an it knockoff scene that i think everybody who's maybe has had been at the pool or has a pool um has experience where it's, it's it's the little kid and he's swimming in the pool by himself he's like diving for quarters because there's a scene where we don't see who it is but we, i mean we obviously know it's like the demon but it's like the or spirit or whatever is like throwing quarters in the pool when he's in there and he's diving deep down for them uh but there's you know how there's like a little pool cover not pool cover i mean there's a pool cover and that's terrifying to be stuck under a pool cover but um like a little drainage area for the pool and like a little hole and it's like a little it knockoff scene where he goes because he has a toy and the toy gets over there and it's like a little girl's talking to him but it's really the demon and it kind of pulls him in a little bit so kind of like the georgie and it's you know sewer scene but other than that, there's really no memorable standout horror moments. I guess maybe because I've never owned a pool and I'm, I don't go to the pool very often. I don't have this fear of the pools and the deep end of the pool. And besides the fact that I'm not that best, that good of a swimmer, but I can at least, you know, swim to the edges and, you know, hold on to it. But maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just, you know, the fact that, the you know, taking the idea of the deep end of the pool horror uh it just it's not for me because i've just never been around pools i guess um but yeah i don't know night swim doesn't it doesn't do enough uh for me i feel like it it you know when it finally started doing stuff and building up the stuff it was kind of already the end of the movie 
and um, it just yeah it just it, it kind of falters a little bit so all in all sometimes because a horror short is good and the horror short for this it's also called Night Swim I'll try to link it if I remember uh, to put it in the comments or put it in the description slash show notes area I'll put it on there so you can watch it the horror short works the horror short is effective <laughs> it really is um, so because a horror short is good, it doesn't always mean that a feature length movie about it is going to be good because you have to expand the lore if there is any lore. And sometimes expanding that lore from a short isn't all that great because you're only making the short. You're not making this some sort of backstory for it. And then, you know, you, in the end you get kind of this where it's just water or that leads to a dimension. It's like, it's not, it's and they show where this like pond is that or there's a lake or whatever it is that the woman uh who's describing this to kelly condon's character is and you would think it's like oh it's this thing that's been around forever and it just got built over where the house is like no they just it randomly shows it so you're not really getting the best explanation for it Uh, so i wouldn't recommend rushing out to watch night swim as much as there was some stuff that i did like very little of it but once October comes around and it's on VOD or it's streaming somewhere, I'd say that, you know, it's it's a good spooky season movie to kind of have in the background if you're, you know, working from home or just need something new to watch and you, you didn't get a chance to watch it in theaters. I wanted to like it a lot more. It's a January movie. I know, you know, last year we had Megan uh, and that was a little bit different because, you know, that was, you know, um, that kind of became its own, you know, little pop culture uh, bubble, if you will. But uh, Night Swim isn't doing that. Uh, so unfortunately, but, um, it's, it's not the best start off for atomic monster and Blumhouse production, James Wan and Jason Blum, but, um, you know, you got to have these bumps in the road to do something better. So there you go. Uh, that's all I got for night swim. Uh, I don't want to get, like I mentioned, I didn't want to do a beat for beat thing. I, I'm still going to figure out how I want to do, um, these podcasts uh for my reactions or my thoughts about a movie uh if you have any suggestions please let me know i will try to do my best to see exactly what i'll be talking about uh i am going to be going out of town hopefully at the end of the week so i don't think i'll be um i'll get to do a beekeeper one uh i did want to do a beekeeper one if i do maybe i'll do a little bit later or it will obviously come out a little bit later but um we'll have to wait and see on that but, uh, but yeah, uh, if you have any suggestions on how to, you know, make this series a little better, um, what you guys want to hear, do you want spoiler filled stuff? Do you not want spoiler filled stuff? Do you want maybe like a half, half and half kind of thing? That might be the way to go. But, um, in terms of everything, you know, I, I hope to, you know, again, like I mentioned at the beginning, do this more frequently, even though if they're, you know, they're short and sweet podcasts, I don't want to make these too long. So, um, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So thank you guys so much for listening to this. Uh, if you did see Night Swim, what did you think about it? Uh, make sure to follow on the socials and go subscribe, f- like, uh, follow the podcast on the multiple platforms we are on. I appreciate you guys listening. Here's hopefully to a great year of movies and uh, hopefully to a, a great uh, new series here for the podcast. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you guys on the next one.